Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Today, let's talk about IoT in the smart city. I'd like to take a moment to thank my sponsors, Tower Tracker Pro, TowerTrackerPro.com, TowerTrackerPro.com. It's basically a software as a service that is a closeout package for all your closeout package needs when you're trying to complete the closeout package for a tower site. It will walk you through step by step each step at the tower site so the crew at the site can get it done right the first time in one visit. All the pictures, all the data collection, point by point, step by step, and then they can upload it to the cloud and somebody can verify it and do quality control before they even leave the site. TowerTrackerPro.com. I would also like to thank Tower Safety and Instruction. Tower Safety and Instruction. TowerSafety.com. I think that that is a an amazing school. It's an accredited school, a state accredited school in the state of Arizona, but they also have a lot of online courses too. If you need your OSHA 10, if you need your tra- tower training and safety, if you need your crew to be trained properly to go out and down a tower, they can do it all. And they also have drone training. Plus, you can buy some of my courses, Scope of Work course, and you can also get the 5G book which I have also on their uh, listed on their course. So feel free, go out there, see what towersafety.com has there and talk to Kathy. She's the owner and she will guide you the right way. Towersafety.com. I thought it would be a good idea if we discussed how IoT can really play a part in a smart city and maybe go over what IoT is, Internet of Things, obviously. But uh, who is investing in IoT? I mean, do you really think it's a viable technology to move forward? And I would say, yes, obviously it is. It's something that we all want to work towards, the Internet of Things where we put more devices on. And if you're wondering if it's going to really take off as a business, let's look at some companies that, that, that really believe in it. And first, I want to bring up IoT. I'm sorry. I want to bring up AT&T. AT&T really believes in this. They have an entire business division around IoT and what it can do for vehicles, what it can do for smart cities, what it can do for just servicing different areas of like healthcare. They have an entire business unit around this. They asset management. See, they see the business plan. And when I say they have a solution, they have an end-to-end solution. They have devices. They have the knock like an operation senator or uh, center to monitor everything. They have everything in place for this. So AT&T invested heavily in IoT. Now, are they the only ones? No, we also have Verizon. That's right. Verizon has invested heavily in this and they have two websites. So for, and I have them all in wadeforwireless.com, IoT in the Smart City. That's the name of this blog post. IoT in the Smart City. But Verizon has machine to machine business. They have their website is for their IOT business as well, even though they concentrate mostly on enterprise on that particular website, which at verizon.com, just search Verizon and IOT in Google and you'll find it. 
But the other thing they have is a website, which I have in there for developers to encourage developers to create IoT apps, to create IoT solutions, to create machine-to-machine solutions. So Verizon is not only investing heavily in IoT and everything it can do, they're putting a lot of money into just having developers come to them with new solutions, which is pretty cool, right? I think it is. So next thing you're probably asking yourself, if the two big boys are playing it, what can I do as a small business consultant or an integrator? How does that help me? Well, I'm going to tell you how. You have an opportunity to build, deploy, and manage and fill holes in these IoT solutions. You can work with the big boys like AT&T and Verizon, or what you can do is you can come up with your own solutions, or you can come up with your own spectrum. There's a lot of spectrum that's being released, narrowband and everything else, or you can partner with somebody else like a um, Sigfox. They actually are rolling out a system. There's license-free spectrum, and I have other blogs for that. I'll put the links in there just so you have it, because that way you can see there's really opportunity here for everybody. I don't want you to think that this is just limited to the big boys. The other thing that a lot of the smart cities want, they want consultants that are vendor agnostic. That's where you guys come in. That's where I come in. That's what I like to do. I like to give them advice and consult them on which way to go based on the solution they need. I want you to think of one other thing. Cities are not cookie cutter. Every city, tier one, tier two, tier three, right down to townships and municipalities, they have specific needs that they need filled. Not everyone wants broadband everywhere. At least they're going to rely on, say, the carriers to do that. Not everybody wants to monitor parking spaces. Not everybody wants to like have uh, garbage monitored in the dumpsters and the trash cans. Not everybody wants to monitor video all over the city. Each one has a specific need, whether it's traffic, whether it's parking, whether it's garbage, whether it's other solutions like just counting the number of people down the street, whether it's just turning the lights on and off in a timely fashion or only when people are on the street replacing all the lights with LEDs. Now, I know that's not Internet of Things, but it can serve as Internet of Things. And some cities may want Wi-Fi everywhere for their residents and tourists. They might want kiosks everywhere. Again, this is something every city has to decide for itself. City, township, village, whatever you're looking at, we have to work with them. Not everyone's going to just go to Verizon or AT&T and cut them a check every month for some ridiculous amount of money. They're looking to us, the smaller guys, to really make a difference in this. Plus, if we do see a need where AT&T and Verizon fill it, why not use them? Why not just use the service, price it out, and maybe you can come up with a one-off or something very specific for that city or town. I'm just saying it's going to be a game changer, guys. We have to think about things like how Uber changed the way the taxi service model was hit. There's a lot of different things out there that are going to change. So I listed a few here that you can do for cities, just a few services that maybe you could play a part in. And one of them is parking services. There's an immediate need in a lot of the cities for parking services, and there's already apps out there where you can find parking, prepay for parking. There's already some cities where you can pay for your meter on your smartphone. So if you're late, you can just remotely pay again. 
it's a win-win for the city. They get paid for their meter space. They can track which spaces are being used real time. So if all the spaces being used on main streets are full, someone won't even have to bother driving up that street. They can either use a garage or go down another street. Maybe there's a street where nobody ever parks and there's a lot of open spaces. If they could monitor that real time with the apps, bam, done. You know what? I've had something like this happen. I was actually flying on Thanksgiving Day. I know what you're thinking. That's crazy. But I was flying out to my, well, the flight was cheap. <laughs> I was flying on Thanksgiving Day. But when I got to the parking garage, it was full. I had no idea, no way of knowing. I knew a lot of the spaces would be full, but I went to a specific garage because I, I really didn't expect it to be full. And when I got there, they didn't even have the full signs up yet, but they had people out front guiding them to the, actually, I parked in the hourly garage, which gave me at the same rate as a daily garage. But the point is, had I known that ahead of time with the app, I could have just went to the proper garage the first time and it would have really helped. But they didn't have any way to really get that out. They monitor the spaces. They knew it was full, but they had to find a better way to let people know. So, and I have a bunch of links in there to show you how that's uh, being done now. But parking's a big one for most cities. Garbage dumpster sensors. That's another one because what happens is some of the garbage dumpsters, they fill up really, really quick. But say the garbage companies don't come around but once a week, let's say, maybe twice a week. But if the dumpster's full, what happens to the garbage? It blows out, it overfills, it, it goes in, it bleeds into the street, okay? Now, in Orlando's case, they actually want the garbage cans monitored too. That's something that was very important to them, the cleanliness of the city. So it's something to think about. These sensors, they can do two things. One, if you don't need a pickup and the garbage dumpster takes like two or three weeks to fill, you don't have to dispatch somebody. Two, if it fills up really, really quick, let's say there was a special event or it was a holiday in the city, you can send someone out ahead of time to actually find this and I'm sorry, to actually clean the dumpster out. That's sort of what you want. And there's other sensors you can put around the city to detect, say, high water, the levees, the drains, the sewers, water pressure in the tanks. You know, you have those uh, water mains break quite often. And that's not just a cold thing. I see it in LA a lot. I see... Uh, LA water mains break all the time. And I guess my point is, there's a lot of things we could monitor gas lines, that's very dangerous in the city, we could monitor those for pressure and everything. I'm just looking for things like that. And there's another one that a company I used to work for brought up shot spotter. I installed a shot spotter system ugh, 10, 12, 15 years ago, uh, in York, Pennsylvania. And it was pretty cool. I got the link in there if you want to see more about it. But this is something common in cities. And when ShotSpotter does, it listens for shots. Now, I, one of the things you have to get over is a lot of the cities think they're being eavesdropped on. But the reality is all this thing detects is gunshots, even backfires, everything. But I think what you have to realize with this is that this is a way for the police to get a jump on a shot real time. It goes back to the 911 center. They can hear the shot, and it has such a fine detection system. It can tell you the type of gun it was. It can narrow down to a specific part of the city. You can dispatch the police before there's even any calls. And I, I just think it's a good idea, and I'll, I'll tell you a story. We put that in. It was successful, but the city didn't have the funds to pay for it. So I don't think they kept it going because it cost money. They liked the idea. They got a free trial. It's just all that work we did went nowhere, <laughs> unfortunately for that city. But other cities are actively using this. I think it's a great idea. 
I think it's really a neat system. It's something very unique. You actually listen for the gunshot. It can actually detect it for quite a distance. It's pretty cool. So what else can you do? Soon you're going to have drone traffic in cities. Somebody's got to monitor the drones. They have to monitor the drone traffic. It's going to be a real thing. If you don't think it's going to be a real thing, look at Uber. They constantly monitor Uber. And that's something that's very close. You can monitor it in your app. You know when somebody's out there. You don't. If you're in the Northeast, you don't have to wait in the cold. You get a little ping on your app. You know when they're outside. And you go out when they're there waiting for you. I mean, with drones, it's going to be something similar. They're going to make deliveries. There's going to be a ton of them. There has to be some type of air traffic control for these drones. Maybe the FAA will manage it, or maybe it will be private companies because it's going to be well below the uh, air traffic. And the FAA has enough problems. I can't imagine they're going to try to monitor all the drones. It's my opinion, but uh, maybe they will. Maybe they'll start a drone division. I don't know. Anyway, I see somebody has to manage that. That's another service I see. So, all right. These are just a few things that I had on here. Um, by the way, I'm starting a new business, wade at techfecta.com. If you want to email me there, it's called techfecta, T-E-C-H-F-E-C-T-A. And I really want to work with the smart cities uh, on a lot of things because that's what something I've been uh, gunning for is to help them out. And the other thing I want you to think about is that these IoT systems for the smart cities, they're going to be more than just the carriers. We're going to have narrowband systems, which AT&T is already deploying their narrowband system. So they're going to have narrowband systems. And the, the purpose of the narrowband is that the batteries last a really long time. If you have a smartphone, you know how quickly your battery drains. Because in broadband, the device is always looking at the network. But with narrowband, for these devices, say at garbage, let's say on garbage dumpsters and things like that, they have to have something that will last a really, really long time, say 10 years. You want the battery to last a long time. It can't last a day or two. You can't put it in a charger. You can't deal with that. So anyway, I put some notes in there about that. So let's wrap it up here. IoT services for the city are huge. They're not just for the business to become more efficient and effective. They're not just for the smart city to have bells and whistles. They're becoming a way of life. They're becoming a necessity. We want it to maintain our lifestyle. We want broadband everywhere, but we also want to understand what is going on in the city. And we do that with statistics. We, Granted, we do it with video, but there's a lot more to that. There's an expectation now that the city streets will be clean, will be safe, that, that we can track what is going on in the city. So that's the whole idea. I have a bunch of links in there. You have any questions, reach out to me. You can either get me at wade at techfecta.com or wadeforwireless at gmail.com. And I, I think this is a real opportunity for people in the wireless business to take off. I think it's a real opportunity for cities to really improve the lifestyle, improve the services they offer, and improve the value they have to tourists and to residents for their city. Cities have come a long way. They're trying to clean up. Uh, a lot of the tough areas in the city. They're trying to improve the way of life in the cities. They're trying to make things attractive to live in the city again. And you know what? Worldwide, it seems to be working because currently over 50% of the world's population lives in cities. So I think if we can all help that, if we can all make that a little better, let's do it. All right, everyone. I got one thing before I go. I 
would like to mention that Tower Safety and Instruction, one of my sponsors, yes, one of my sponsors, they have a new service. They have online training. I want to give you the link here. I'm looking it up real quick. I didn't plan this out very well. Uh, it's at Teltech, T-E-L-T-E-C-H hyphen college.com. It's an online telecom technical college that Kathy, the owner of Tower Safety and Instruction, which can be seen at towersafety.com, they actually have an online school. Now, I did, I run a promo at the beginning of this ad, but I want to make sure they, I tell you about their Teltech College. Teltech, T-E-L-T-E-C-H hyphen college, C-O-L-L-E-G-E.com. It's a new school that she has for online training for all you telecom techs out there. All right, everyone, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya. Don't forget, you have the wireless deployment handbook out there. That's right, at wadeforwireless.com. You have the wireless deployment handbook that is on sale now, and now it's available in paperback on Amazon. Can you believe it? Wireless deployment handbook. Available on Amazon in Kindle version and paperback and also available in PDF. Go ahead, check it out, wadeforwireless.com. Hey folks, it's available, the 5G Deployment Plan. That's right, the 5G Deployment Plan Handbook. I have the ebook out there for you in Amazon paperback, a full color 8.5 by 11 inch version, the Amazon Kindle version, the full PDF on Cellfi, and the full PDF on Gumroad. It's all about the 5G deployment. Go to wade4wireless.com and look for 5G Deployment Plan. It's in there, just for you. Mm -hmm.